The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, November 29th. I'm Donald where it's giving Tuesday. And so I would invite you to do this. Your favorite HBCU athletics department. Give to that or, or even your favorite HBCU as a whole. Give to that HBCU. Give to that HBCU now. Um, it's a tax write-off. It's giving Tuesday. And uh course the schools can use the financial assistance it was something I was just thinking about that um, you know even in the nonprofit world it, a lot of times you'll have structure and I've looked at uh, I've looked at this at some of the bigger schools th- will structure their athletics department particularly in the development arena uh, the same way as some nonprofits will and so uh, I say that to say that a lot of times our money is 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 good. Some of it's going to come from sponsorships, but a lot of it is going to come from our pockets as donors, uh, uh, as graduates, etc. of HBCUs. And I'm talking specifically because the universities as a whole, a lot of times are going to get a lot of funding, maybe not the athletics departments so much particularly as I mentioned uh, in the HBCU world, whether it's Division One FCS, uh, Division Two NAIA, et cetera, these are more so, the athletics are more so part of the marketing of the university as a whole, opposed to going out and, and getting sponsors and making true money uh, in that manner. So on this Giving Tuesday, give to your whether it's your school, whether it's the school that you support uh, from a from an athletic standpoint, from an academic standpoint, from whatever the standpoint it may be, give to your HBCU today on this Giving Tuesday. So, um, listen, I had a chance to be on the SWAT call. Uh, it was uh, Eric Dooley, the head football coach at Southern, Deion Sanders, the head football coach at Jackson State, and Dr. Charles McClelland, the commissioner of the SWAC. I, you know, uh, obviously Eric Dooley talked about the win over uh, Southern being able to get to this point. And, I mean, I don't know many coaches that in back-to-back seasons have led their teams to res- to conference respective conference championships uh, having been on you know, in this respect, Prairie View A&M in 2021, and uh, of course, Southern now in 2022, 
and that is a great accomplishment because Southern, a lot of the players from last year wasn't great. It was okay. It was actually pretty, 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 pretty decent. Uh, but uh, if if I remember correctly, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, it he's he's made it so that Southern is in the SWAC championship game. I think it's going to be an uphill battle against Jackson State, but nonetheless, they're there. Anything can happen. It's going to be on the road, but we know Southern brings a great crowd, and so Eric Dooley talked um, about that on uh, the the uh, call on uh, on yesterday, and then. Deion Sanders talked about having great respect uh, for Eric Dooley and for his coaching staff, but he says we want to go out uh, and dominate uh, in this football game. He's not even thinking about the uh, Celebration Bowl. He wants to go out and concentrate on this game. Talked about the tremendous focus. He also talked about the report of him uh, being uh, offered the job at Colorado. He, of course, I mean, he, you know, we, you know, a lot of times when these reports come out, they are reports, but a lot of times they are true. He said, listen, it's true. I've been offered the job at Colorado, but I've been offered other jobs um, as well. Did, and, and of course, he's, he mentioned uh, totally focusing on the task at hand, which was the SWAC uh, championship game. I'm going to say this, and I've been, I've been thinking this and knowing this for quite some time. I've had Dr. Charles McClellan on my program or on Box to Row, maybe going back, maybe going back 2000, uh, maybe 2019, I think. Uh, it was the last time I was at the SWAC Media Day and had a chance to talk with him um, at that time. And I'm going to tell you what, the biggest star in HBCU sports is Dr. Charles McClelland. Um, the vision that he has for the SWAC is absolutely tremendous. When he speaks, he doesn't compare the SWAC with even other FCS conferences. He compares the SWAC with like the SEC in terms of the way that the SWAC wants to do things. And again, it's going to be a pound for pound deal. Like the SWAC is not going to get the same kind of sponsorship, the same kind of support, uh, those kind of things that the SEC gets. But if you model yourself uh, by what the SEC does and then use it as a pound-for-pound pound model, I mean, it, it, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that the SWAC, uh, where it is in, amongst FCS, other FCS conferences, is at the top when you're talking about attendance when you're talking about vision when you're talking about financial the way that it is financially he spoke really spoke about the fact that that the SWAC is able to give serious money that's what happens you get these you know deals with the TVs networks ESPN uh etc you know he mentioned the partnership with HBCU go you get those financial revenues and then you're able to give those monies back to the schools right and that's all i mean that's a conference model i mean you look you can look at the acc you can look at the sec they get these big deals you know you get the revenues that come in and then the money is split amongst all of the schools just like if you're doing a uh if you're doing like the um 
we look at the the men's basketball tournament. You know, you you, you the farther you go, the money comes back is split split amongst um, the schools. It's the same kind of thing. But he talks and compares the SWAC to other FBS conferences and specifically Power Five. He talked about the you know the partnership with the Pac-12 and you know I think to to really advance HBCU sports the S, the SWAC. Uh, more so in this instance, but in HBCU sports, we have to talk like that. We have to talk like we're on the level with Power Five conferences, etc. Because if you're not talking that way, then you're not you're not saying a lot, and the people you're looking to get money from or to support you, you know, I mean, they may support you, but maybe not on the level that you feel like. You should be supported. By the way, he also mentioned, we know our worth. He said, we know our worth. We know what we're worth. And if you want us, this is what it's going to cost you. He's talking dollars and cents as a CEO of a business. And it is it is phenomenal. It is refreshing. He's an HBCU grad. He's been athletics director at HBCUs. And I think Dr. Charles McClellan is the star uh, of HBCU sports, okay? Um, I want you to check out this particular excerpt uh, from the media day when he was asked um, about, and remember, I talked about yesterday on the podcast, I talked about I really wish I could see Jackson State in the FCS playoffs and how how far Jackson State could go. Could it take it all the way to the championship? And, um, but obviously I know that the celebration bowl generates revenue, but he really broke it down in terms of even Florida A&M, right? Okay, great. Florida A&M could have participated. Well, they didn't, they didn't this year, uh, obviously, but if Florida A&M had made it, let's say to the, to got the at large birth and I broke down why, and I believe, I believe, and I told you last week why, they didn't get the at-large berth. A lot of it had to do with the schedule. Um, I think the schedule had to be a little bit better. Um, the SWAC, I think, was down as a conference as a whole, and particularly with the schools that Florida A&M played. I broke it down, the seven straight wins, a lot of those wins against teams that had losing records. But this is what Dr. McClelland had to say when he talked about um, – Florida A&M, a possible FCS berth, but he also talked about other, possibly uh, playing other, um, having other, or the SWAC having other bowl games. This is what he had to say. Yeah, there's talk, uh, again, as you know, in order for, there's only two FCS conferences that are eligible to play in a bowl game. That's the SWAC and the MEAC. And it took special legislation to do so. Uh, right now, the Transformation Committee for the NCAA is going through their process. Uh, the NCAA is going to look a lot different uh, once this process is done. So now is the time that if we want to get anything done to propose uh, getting those things done. But I can tell you I've had other conferences to reach out wanting to participate. You know, there's been this debate about FCS Playoff Celebration Bowl. I can tell you there are many conferences that are saying behind the scenes, they would much rather play in some type of bowl game against the Southwestern Athletic Conference, that the revenue is there and the opportunity to win a national championship is very enticing 
uh, for those types of institutions. And at the end of the day, it's coming down to So when you talk about Florida A&M, you talked about, you know, what that entails, you know, in order to host uh, an FCS championship, the minimum bid is 30000 that's not going to get you a game. You're going to be with somewhere between the fifty, eighty, hundred thousand dollar range, and then a percentage of that revenue has to go back to the NCAA. And then if you have to leave, you have to pay all of your expenses to go. So let's just say family hosted. You know they were going to be out of fifty to eighty thousand dollars to host, whatever it costs for them to go play that following week. So let's say they made it to the national championship game. It could have cost them upwards of two hundred and fifty. Again, it's important to be able to play for a national championship. I'm not taking that away, but we have made the decision that the Celebration Bowl is the route that we want to go. We want to be like the SEC and the Big Ten uh, and the Pac-12. We want to be able to compete in a bowl game and compete at the highest level. So getting multiple bowl games is definitely our priority. Um, And I don't know, I can't say it's not imminent. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's going to take some time. But in this new structure of the NCAA, I can tell you 100% we are in the middle of it. We have a voice and we will continue to exert our voice to be able to move our uh, agenda forward and try to get some of the things that we would like to have. So that's, I mean, he broke it down. So he said, listen, upwards of $250,000, it would cost to participate in the FCS playoffs. And when you look at it from that perspective, it's it makes obvious sense why. I mean, that, that, of course, is part of it is hosting. Because as he mentioned, I mean, yeah, the minimum to host is $30,000, but you're looking at fifty, eighty, dollars $100,000 to host a game. Can you make that money back? Um, that's the question. But I really like the way that he's talking about specifically the SWAC uh, here and putting the swack on the level with some power fives. Of course, it's going to be a pound for pound situation, but that's what it's got to be about when we're talking about advancing HBCU sports and getting to another level. Okay. And, you know, listen, I, I've said this before. I think the MIAC is financially solvent. Um, even with the, 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 you can look at the six foot, only six football playing institutions, eight as a whole, looking at expansion. I mean, even if you look at the division two level, I think the CIAA, especially with its uh, tournament, the uh, basketball tournament uh, is big. Even the SIAC has a lot of support. I mean, you look at the SIAC, I mean, the SIAC in a lot of respects is equivalent to the SWAC on the division two level in terms of attendance and things of that nature. I mean, we talked about that Tuskegee homecoming game had 37,000 people. My goodness. I mean, even if you look at the Fountain City Classic, uh, Albany State and um, and uh, and Fort Valley State, I think it was like, what, 27,000? So, you know, you look at it sort of on that level. Um, but I think Dr. McClellan is the star uh, when you're talking about HBCU sports. So those are my two cents for Takeaway Tuesday here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can find us on our website at BoxToRow.com, also on iHeartMedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can watch on the Box2Row YouTube page. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.